When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. We're about to find out what the three things you need to hear today are with our three at 1203. But before we get to that, I just want to let you know, Colleen will be back on Monday and I shall be back uh, a week from Monday. It's a long story. We'll get into it later. But right now, let's uh, chat with Holly and do the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. All right. The first thing you need to hear today to get about your day, uh, Kim Kardashian. She is still talking. Uh, and, you know, actually for good reason. I, I give her some uh, props and a lot of people have for the great work that she did around one convict that was uh, freed from jail. Let's listen to Kim Kardashian talking about what she wants to do now with her powers for good and not evil. People have been asking me, are you getting into politics? And like, no, I'm still still doing me, but I enjoy this. This has like fulfilled my heart. And so since I feel so fulfilled, why would I stop that? All right, so, you know, she's still going to do stuff. She's just not going to run she's for office. still going to be Big selling sigh of relief. pool floaties in the shape of her own butt. Oh, my God, is that a thing? Because I really wish I had a pool now. You didn't know that was a thing? No! How no. did I miss Kim Kardashian booty floaties? If you go to Kimoji.com, they still may have pool floaties shaped like Kim Kardashian's butt. Now, the last time I checked in, there was a Memorial Day sale and everything was 40% off. So I don't know if that was a move on their part to oh have clearance. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's what I'm saying. Well, Kimoji butt pool float is a legit thing. Yes. You can lay on it. It's a human-sized pool floaty. Oh, my God. It's her butt. Yeah. And there's a guy in a video who's sticking his face where the sun don't shine in that said float. And I'm dying. And I feel like I, I lost life. Oh. But you can start living today. All right. Well. But good on her. She's still going to be doing her thing. But at the same time, she seems to genuinely have turned a new page in the story of Kim Kardashian, which is nice because I think that's one of the things that people have been critical about the Kardashians in general in the past is that they have all of this wealth and power, but yet they use it for narcissistic ends. Yes, exactly. And we will still criticize her on a regular basis and poke fun at her for being uh, obsessed with herself, but on the rare occasion that she actually casts her gaze upon uh, others and specifically those in need, we should wholeheartedly uh, 
congratulate and encourage her. Yes. All right. Moving on. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Do you know what the Hot Ones challenge is? Hot Ones. That could go in any number of directions. Hot Ones challenge. Well, I saw uh, a headline that essentially said, Natalie Portman takes the Hot Ones challenge. And I thought, I need to know more about this. Well, let me, uh, should I tell you what it is or should I let you guess from the audio? She's doing an interview while doing something else, which is the Hot Ones challenge. Shall we have a listen? Yes. Okay. Is there a country that does entertainment media better than other countries? Japan definitely has a fun time. You've done a lot. Am I fully crying right now? (laughs) There's a little little bit bit of uh, glisten in your eyes, but I would say this. I know, I know. Oh lord! But you're so composed. I really, I mean, I, I like it. It's a lot to be like talking at the same time. It's a little much. Just stick him with the almond milk, okay. This is the last dab, Redux. We call it the last dab because it's tradition around here to put a little extra on the last wing. You don't have to if you don't want to. I don't say no to dares. There it is. There it is. Natalie Portman dabbing wings. Slightly aggressive, but we dig our own graves on this show. Yeah, that one's unpleasant. But thanks for introducing me to this. Okay, so that is okay. That's audio from Natalie Portman. If you want to watch the full Natalie Portman eating hot ones, what is the hot ones challenge? What is a hot one? What was she putting in her mouth? Hot chicken wings, chicken wings with hot sauce. That's the hot wings challenge. It comes from uh, a YouTube show called First We Feast, and they literally interview celebrities while making them eat hot wings, hot wings with hot sauce. That's it. And, you know, it's kind of cute and clever. I will say, I feel like the bit kind of gets in the way of the interview because I would rather just sit down and listen to Natalie Portman. But, you know, hey, to get attention, sure, why not put some hot sauce on it? Isn't the whole point of the interview to see how she reacts to eating the hot wings? Like, can she still answer questions while eating hot wings? I despise hot wings, by the way. Excuse you? Any kind of wing? I love wings. Oh, God, don't get me wrong. I could literally debone a chicken wing in five seconds or less. Just put the whole thing in your mouth. Put the whole thing in your mouth and then go. Yep. There's a twist (laughs) to unlock. And then you you pull out the bones and enjoy. But I don't care for traditional um, hot wings. Buffalo sauce. I prefer a dry rum. Uh, maybe something on the savory end. Yeah. Oh, you don't like honey teriyaki? (laughs) You don't want want sweet wings. You don't want a sweet wet wing? I don't want wet wings and I don't want sweet wings. Now, have you ever done a hot food challenge before, Bradley, before we move on to our third segment? You mean... uh, Like eating something with an extreme... Amount of heat. Amount of heat. No, because honestly, I think it's so dumb. I feel like it's like a... It's a sport much... More than like an experience. Right. Because like, you know, I'm not doing um, like, here's me. When I go on vacation, I don't do bungee jumping. Right. <laughs> I want to sit on a beach. So when I'm eating my chicken wings, I don't want my mouth to be on fire. I want it to just make me happy. Oh, I'm so. thinking of poor Natalie Portman today in the aftermath of that challenge. Well, uh, while she's on the, uh, you know, <clears throat> We're going to move on to the last thing you need to hear at our twelve uh, three at twelve o three. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. 
Now, the last thing that you need to hear at 12.03 is not necessarily what is exactly happening, but I want to give you an example of something that's happening today in London. So I want to play for you a small clip of the late Stephen Hawking. We all remember him, the renowned physicist. He passed away in March at the age of 76. Well, let's revisit how Stephen Hawking sounded before he passed away. Artificial intelligence could be a real danger in the not-too-distant future. It could design improvements to itself, announced all. Now, don't listen to what he actually had to say in that clip. He was talking about artificial intelligence basically killing off the human race and taking oh, over the great. planet. Oh, great. Thanks for the uplifting <laughs> message, Holly. Hey. Here, I want to leave something positive with you today. We're all going to die. Well, we could change the future, Bradley, because the future is now. Why? Because it is. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the late Stephen Hawking. He's being honored today at Westminster Abbey. His ashes are being interned between the graves of Charles Darwin and Sir Isaac Newton. That's pretty cool, right? Oh, absolutely. And also, in addition to being interned at Westminster Abbey, Stephen Hawking's voice is going to be beamed out into space. How are they going to do that? Science. Like lasers? Maybe. (laughs) I don't, think laser, I don't think lasers are going to be involved, but um, this is what's happening. Scientists are using an antenna in Spain to send a recording uh, to the nearest known black hole, which is some 3,500 light years from Earth. Wow. It's one of the most famous black holes in the universe. So Stephen Hawking's voice is being beamed from an antenna in Spain into the nearest black hole. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you want that? That's to- so cool. I yeah. would love to be beamed into, well, maybe not a black hole. I mean, I feel like once it goes to a black hole, you're never going to hear from it again. So maybe, you know. That's kind of the point. I mean, but maybe I would want to go to a planet where there's people listening. I don't know. Well, we don't know if any of those planets are out there. But the that's good, true. The good news is, is that the recording that's being beamed out into the black hole will be available to us at a later date. Now, the contents of that recording, it's being set to the music of the guy who wrote the music for Chariots of Fire. Also, the message is much more uplifting. Oh, good. Than artificial intelligence. We are coming. all going to die. Yeah, Great, a, thanks. Thank you, Stephen Hawking. Really appreciate that. <sighs> it's much more uplifting. It's about His, glory and science and the planet Earth. You know, I'm really glad we got a chance to see his sort of story on the big uh, screen because I feel like it humanized him in a way that just knowing of and reading and hearing the casual observer that is Stephen Hawking, because certainly scientists, uh, of course, understand the you know magnificence of his brain. Mm-hmm. Um I think that was just, it was a, it made us all care about him in a way that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise. Sure, because I think some of the ideas that Stephen Hawking talks about, they can be intimidating because they're very hard to understand. Yeah. And so if you see his story that he's just a guy doing his thing, mm-hmm. living life, mm-hmm. the theory of everything, go watch it. Fabulous movie. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah. And I also want you to continue to listen to the show today because it's a wonderful thing. And. When we come back, our good friend Holly Roberts, to that end, is going to share a bunch of Hollywood uh, shenanigans with us. We got Liza Minnelli news. Oh, yes! Liza! With a Z! With a Z on Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's the Dirt Alert next, right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
She's got the latest from Hollywood on today's Dirt Alert. In for Elizabeth Reese, we've got Holly Roberts. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome, Bradley. What's now, burning up? Before we get to our breaking Liza Minnelli news, there are a couple of stories that are making more headlines than that. Let's start off with the story about Nerdist CEO Chris Hardwick. This oh, is yeah. making a lot of headlines today. And this is concerning a letter that his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra, posted on her Medium.com account alleging long-term abuse at the hands of her ex, Chris Hardwick. Wow. And this abuse being emotional abuse. She wrote an extensive essay on Medium, and she's detailing the times where her ex, Chris Hardwick, uh, was emotionally abusive to her. And her Does ex- she explicitly name him? No. Now, in this letter, that's interesting. No, she doesn't explicitly name him, but she does detail that when she was in her early 20s, she dated a man almost 20 years my senior, this is what she says in her essays, who displayed what she called control behavior, including ordering her to remain in their hotel room while he attended parties at San Diego Comic Con. So she lays it all out there for us, basically saying everything but his name. We're all assuming that it's Chris Hardwick. She um, goes on to say that he was really emotionally abusive to her. And in fact, when she ended their relationship, he blacklisted her. Wow. In Hollywood. Wow. Because he, I was going to say, why is she talking about this? But that tells us why. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons she said that she's writing this essay is not necessarily to name Chris Hardwick and accuse him of all of this behavior, which essentially she does. But at the end of the essay, she says that she writes it in order to move on with her life. She said that she got the help that she needed eventually, which is good because she was uh, dealing with some disordered eating and, and some issues that she cleared up with the help of uh, a therapist and a psychologist. Uh, but she said that she wanted to move into her 30s with a clear conscience. Wow, that's big. That's huge. And that's going to have impacts on uh, his ability to have a career without talking about it so he's going to have to respond at some point certainly yeah you would think so uh, and she added that she wished that chris hardwick had apologized for his behavior and it would have made her life a lot easier and perhaps his life a lot easier now representatives for chris hardwick and amc he hosts the walking dead after show among other things on that network they haven't responded to comments uh, about this essay but it is pretty uh darn interesting you know the levels of because she says she talks about emotional abuse a lot in this letter you know he didn't physically abuse her but the torment that she went under and we can't really go into detail about it here because it is quite lengthy but uh he is not being portrayed as a nice guy yeah and you know this is certainly an area that's uh, probably far more pervasive than even violence and doesn't get perhaps as much ten- attention right and um, I bet it's far more. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Common than people would actually realize. So I would imagine, and I haven't read this piece, but I would imagine a lot of people can identify uh, because I imagine a lot of people have been in relationships like this. So I, uh, you know, while I'm interested to see how he responds, I think the, you know, better thing at this moment is to just appreciate that she took time to share that story. Yeah. Although I'm sure some people will question why she, why she needed to do it publicly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll move on from that story to other headlines of the day. Julian Rancic is in the news. Again? Yeah, because she's coming back to E! News. What? Yes. NBC Universal announced today that she will serve as Jason Kennedy's E! News co-host beginning September 4th. Wow, what happened? What happened? Well, she negotiated a deal for herself. Now, remember Juliana Rancic? She got herself into some trouble on Fashion Police yeah. a couple years ago. Yes. And then as a result, she eventually left the and network. she just became one of those people that was always sort of a lightning rod for opinion. I mean, all the yeah. way back to when people were very concerned with her appearance. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the comments she made about Zendaya. Yes. And that eventually led her to leave E! News. I felt it was a number of things that led to her exit from E! News. But here's the statement that she said, returning to E! News is every bit as thrilling to me today as it was 16 years ago when I joined the show and embarked on this wonderful career. Now, she is co-hosting with Jason Kennedy. Remember, his former co-host, Kat Sadler, left her position as his co-host after she learned that Kennedy was making close to double her salary for the past several years and that the network wouldn't raise her salary as a result, she left E! News, and he's been co-hosting with various people. I think I was watching uh, earlier this week, and he's been with a number of uh, female co-hosts. What, <clears throat> excuse me, what has she been up to? I have no idea. Because I wonder two things. Either they're going to pay her a lot of money because they don't want to go through this mess again, mm-hmm. um, just from the optics standpoint. But uh, the other thing that I was thinking is um, perhaps she was a steal. Because what's she doing? Do you know what I mean? They were able yep. to get her a, for a deal because, um, well, she probably hasn't been doing she, much. Well, it looks like she's eating breakfast. Oh, on her Instagram account. Okay, sure, go, Juliana. <laughs> and I want—I do that. I want to say that she has, at one point in time, may have had a QVC or an HSN line. So she's been busy doing that kind of stuff. Maybe spending some time in Chicago. Her husband, Bill Rancic. That's and right. Child. Wasn't she moving to Chicago? Like her whole thing when she walked away was like, I'm going to go to the Midwest and live my life. And Yes. And be fabulous. And Juliana, when she was at E! News towards the end, I think she negotiated that she could be filming from Chicago at the same time. Remember when Ryan Seacrest used to do E! News? So he yep. was in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and she was in Chicago sometimes. So she was able to negotiate that. I'm sure E! News is like, great, you're a known entity. Do you want to come back? The price is right. Fantastic. Juliana Rancic back at E! News on September 4th. Now let's get to Liza Minnelli. Yes! Liza! With a Z. We love Liza, Liza Minnelli. Well, Liza Minnelli is not happy today. Oh, no. Mm-mm. She is not. She is not happy. She does not approve of Renee Zellweger's Judy Garland movie. I love this because what I really love about this, I want you to tell us what she said. But then I want to talk about how uh, it all came about and why that makes me love her even more. So the Judy Garland movie starring Renee Zellweger, that started filming 
earlier this year. The movie is about Judy Garland's latter days in London right before she passed away in the late 60s, I believe, 1969. So 1969, yeah. the birth of the modern gay rights movement. It's a long story. Continue. Stonewall. She just celebrated her or we just celebrated her birthday and shortly we will be celebrating her passing. Yes. So that movie is being filmed right now in London and we've known about that. Well, Liza Minnelli, she is not having it. Early reports said that Liza Minnelli approved of the project, but that is not the case. Minnelli addressed the rumors on a Facebook post on Thursday on whether or not she approved of this project. And uh, she was specifically... Friday. She was specifically (laughs) addressing a story from the wonderful folks at Radar Online saying that Liza and Renee Zellweger were bonding over this movie. Well, that is not the case. Here's what Liza Minnelli had to say on Facebook. I have never met nor spoken to Renee Zellweger. I don't know how these stories get started, but I do not approve nor sanction the upcoming film about Judy Garland in any way. Any reports to the contrary are 100% fiction. So what I love is when I first saw this, I thought she She was going to say that, like, you know, there were reports that she hated Renee Zellweger, didn't like the film. And she was going to say, you know, those are 100 percent false. No, she's actually took the time to come out and uh, disprove a good story. Right. Like, so this positive story, which said that she liked the film. She's like, well, she was bonding with Renee Zellweger. And part of that is probably because the, the time frame and the subject matter it deals with something that's very, very personal. I mean, yeah. obviously, to Liza. I mean, the worst time of her mother's life. Right. So I can understand the sensitivity to it. It's just, it. I, I thought it was delicious that she was like, oh, I am not letting this story stand. I am not friends with Renee. Uh, okay. Thank you, Holly, for all the latest, as per usual, from, uh, again, the Dirt Alert. If you want to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, give us a jingle. 651-641-1071. We're doing it next. Five questions. 30 seconds. You could win a prize. But only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's time for the 30-second pop culture challenge right here. 30-second pop culture challenge. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. And in for Colleen to play... No, the, no. I'm sorry. She no. walked in and I thought I was doing something else. No, we got to play a game Donna's first. Donna's in here for the next segment. I'm on standby. But first, you who's still- on the line okay. and what are yeah. they playing Okay, for? Sarah is going to play <laughs> the 30-second pop culture challenge. Now, you can all play along in your cars, in your homes. Donna, you can play too, but don't shout out the answers. Here's okay. Sarah. Sarah, the timer's going to start... Hello. Thank you for playing. The timer's going to begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here I go. What fruit-flavored drink is known as the drink of astronauts? Okay. Which music star got her start on the Disney show Wizards of Waverly Place? Selena Gomez. What is the name of Charlie Brown's sister? Lucy. Nope. Oh, um, Betty. Nope. Jillian Michaels was a fitness trainer on what NBC reality show? Biggest Loser. Chewbacca is what kind of species? Wookie. What is the name of Charlie Brown's sister? Oh, uh, Cindy Lucy. Oh, so close! Oh, Sarah! Sarah, it was Sally. I'm sorry. Oh, who names our kids Sally? Right, I know. Ooh, harsh. I feel bad for all the Sallys out there. Sally Field, anyway. Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Bobally. 
Sally O'Malley. Sally anyway, Struthers. Five seconds, 30 questions. You could win a prize if you get all the questions right. But only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Thank you uh, for playing. Unfortunately, she did not win today's prize. Yeah. But as a consolation for all of you out there who are still losers, uh, Donna is here to play something uh, we love doing each and every day. Uh, with Holly, it's called Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Well, thanks for coming in, Donna. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I love this. This is my favorite game. It's Playing. nice to have you uh, as our guest player. Stop it. Yes. Well, this is where we read blind items, and Bradley and Donna today will try to solve them. All these blind items come from one of our favorite websites called crazydaysandnights.net. So, our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with an A-list singer. An A-list singer is who we have to think about. Okay. In this first blind item, mm-hmm. this A-list singer showed her true colors when she cheated on her boyfriend, who she convinced to cheat on his wife with. Now the boyfriend is trying to repair the damage with his wife. That singer really needs to stop drinking. Whoa. A-list singer. Yes. Do you think there's a pun in there with the true colors? Uh, well, I, I did think Cindy Lauper, but something tells me that's not true. Uh, it's, okay. she's, she's lived enough life to okay. do that kind of you know, I don't Stuff. know enough about this singer to say whether or not there was a play on words. Because, well, there was a sampling of True Colors. You know? Well, you know okay. who came to mind originally was Katy Perry. Okay, so so a list singer why I didn't say that first. convinced her boyfriend to cheat on his wife. Yeah, is she uh, in her twenties? Uh no. Okay, so she's an older gal. Well, not an older gal. Well, that's true. 30s is not old. She's in her 30s. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, 30s. Oh, man, this is oh, so easy Oh, 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 no. No. Okay, give us uh, a genre. Okay. Country music. Oh, it's that one. Miranda Lambert. Mm. You know all the wow. country ladies. <laughs> all right, so read, uh, fill in the blind item. Miranda Lambert showed her true colors. Oh, when did she, we have to guess the boyfriend? I'm sorry. N- I, we don't know the. We know the boyfriend's yeah. name, but he's of little consequence. Okay, yeah. right, he's in that the, band. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a guy. All right. So Miranda Lambert showed her true colors when she cheated on her boyfriend, who she convinced to cheat on his wife with. Now the boyfriend is trying to repair the damage with his wife. <gasps> Miranda Lambert really needs to stop drinking. <gasps> yeah, she's always seemed like a hot mess, right? Well, she's cheating on this one, too? Yeah. So, and the blind <laughs> item says that Miranda Lambert is the one that convinced this guy to cheat on his wife with her. So she was the one to say, hey, you know what? We got some chemistry here. We're doing yes, things. We're on tour together. We're alone together a lot. Ooh, and, she, and the wife is the one who... Filed um, divorce, uh, claiming abandonment. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. So Miranda needs to put down the uh, the bottle. The, the bottle, and uh, I will give. We should give credit to Lisa, who reached out via Facebook Messenger to scream Miranda Lambert. So she. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That is not good. What do you like? Do you okay? Can I ask you a question quickly, yes. um, Donna? And if you guys are just joining us, we're playing Blinded by the Item, where we try to guess celebrity blind items. Uh, that's basically just tell gossip about celebrities. But you used to talk a lot about um, country music, right? Yes. So, did you pay attention to sort of that pop culture stuff, like the the gossip mill, rumor mill? Um, 
Not really. Not in the way that you guys are. Yeah. Because country music is such a little encapsulated genre and community. Would people be offended if you were like telling tales? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. That's so fascinating. All right. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack. No, but Donna's I mean, here so rarely. Um, Miranda is very, she, she likes to party, you, you know, know, she likes her? to get her drink on. Um, I know her just from a professional standpoint. So you've like hung out? Uh, she poured me a drink once. Did she pour two for herself? <laughs> I didn't pay attention. But I love how you're getting uncomfortable. And shifting I know, in your, can you tell? She's literally shifting oh. in her seat and moving her microphone around and adjusting her. Oh, well, you know, and then there was Blake was married when they met. And, and she probably convinced him oh. to leave his wife at the time for her. K-Net. So you're saying it's a pattern. K-Net. K- that was his first wife's name, K-Net. K-Net. Like, my name's K-Net. Hi, K-Net. Caroline's looking for you. Wow. K-Net sounds like a fast food restaurant. <laughs> or like uh Or put Walgreens. on this K-Net while you're making food. Yeah. Woo! All right, All let's right. do, I, I really want to go deep, but we can't, so let's move on. Okay. Well, we're going to leave the world of country music behind in our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. We have to think about a disgraced employee in this blind item. A disgraced employee. Here's your blind item. There is talk that this network is working on a deal to bring back this disgraced employee, not to do his old job, but to something new. And they've been meeting with him about it. That would be a horrible decision. Wow. Disgraced employee. Does that mean he's not an actor? Oh. Also think about the network. So technically two things we need to think about in this blind item. Okay, so... This is so much easier from my car. Right? Yeah, a lot. So it's a network uh, employee. Oh, oh, oh. No, not Ooh. network. I was thinking Amazon. What's his name? Did you say no. network or Netflix? <laughs> network. So think network television. Like a Roger Ailes? He's dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like They're it. They're trying to bring it back, him. but uh, <laughs> oh. American Horror Story. Oopsie doops. Dead predators. Um, <laughs> okay, so network. Is it somebody from, I'm just going to name a network now, ABC? Oh, Charlie Rose. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, she said not on camera, right? No, he's on camera. Oh, he's on camera, but not an actor. Not an actor. Brian. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Brian Williams. Disgraced. I mean, he's Disgraced. already on TV, but. There's a big one you're missing. Shoot, dog. On network TV, an employee. Oh, 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 oh Matt oh, Lauer. Oh. Oh, thank oh, you. The one yeah, I left him out because douche I thought to she douche said, them yeah. All. Um, yeah, well, he was just talking with some producer from the Today Show recently. He all was right, seen well, talking to a producer. Read okay, the blind item. In. All right, here's your blind item. Uh, there is talk that NBC is working on a deal to bring back Matt Lauer, not to his old job, but to something new. And they've been meeting with Matt about it. This would be a horrible decision. This would be a terrible. This is not like this is not like Roseanne, right? Right. Yeah. Like Roseanne is a horrible person for a number of very important reasons that need to be acknowledged. But he actually physically sexually yes. assaulted people. And right. I feel like you can't just, you know, reconfigure 
deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, what's he gonna right. do? Oh, I'm going to be a consultant now? Well, now, here's the headline from the Daily Mail. Disgraced NBC anchor Matt Lauer hides his face under a baseball cap and sunglasses as he's dropped off via taxi just one block from the Today Show studio. So this was a headline uh, yesterday on the Daily Mail. And there are photographs of Matt Lauer in New York City right by NBC headquarters at Rockefeller Plaza. Wow. wow. Don't do it. Don't then do there it. was another... There was an- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Another story that said that he was with a produ- a sympathetic producer. What does that mean? Somebody I don't who know. Also- who is a sympathetic well, producer? As in, I also like supervillain trap doors in my office. This is what I don't understand. Is like, is, is like Hollywood and like executives are so lazy that they keep going back to like these easy, shallow wells. Yep. Because it's just it's so easy, and yet there are so many people who have literally, like you know, ruined themselves to try to make a career. Right. But can't because Matt Lauer needs a right. second chance. Right, do a chance. nationwide mm-hmm. search. Yeah. Yes. You know, let's let's get somebody new in there. Let's have a star search. Let's bring yes. back the ghost of Ed McMahon if we're bringing back hologram. the ghost of Roger Ailes. Oh, hologram. Hologram Perfect. Ed McMahon. You guys, I love that idea of getting a talent show. Yeah. And making it for America's next big anchor. Yes, America's you know? next big anchor. Asterisk. Who doesn't sexually assault women <laughs> or interns? <laughs> or interns. Wow, those were. Yeah, we hard can do that today. for a number of things we choose here in America. Okay, yeah. Donna. I wish we could go I on and know, on. I could right? do these all day. Holly, thank you Ditto. so much for doing some stellar blind job, items Hals. again. And uh, Donna, you did better than you did last time. I did. Well, I mean, didn't we get one of these right? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Last time we didn't do so hot. It's all a blur. All right. When we come back, one of our favorite daytime shows, uh, daytime talk shows, that is, might be coming to an end. And I think it might be one of your favorites, too. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Which of our favorite daytime talk shows might be coming to an end? We're going to find out in just a moment's notice. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly today. Colleen will be back on Monday. <sighs> Give us the bad news. Holly, you want to rip that band-aid off? Yeah, it looks like the Jerry Springer show might be coming to an end, what? Bradley. No! After, it ain't so. oh, after 27 years on the air, production for the Jerry Springer show has halted indefinitely. What? Why? Where? How? Well, tell me more. Here's the nitty gritty about it is that the staff of the Jerry Springer show was informed in April about uh, the fate of the show. The syndicated show didn't get a pickup from the station group, meaning that uh, the, the stations that order the show, they didn't want to order anymore. However, our good friends at the CW swooped in to air the Jerry Springer show, but they didn't order any new shows. That order is just for repeats, meaning the CW is now airing reruns of the Jerry Springer show. Now, the CW 
still has an opportunity to order new shows. However, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It seems like the staff of the show have all gone looking for new jobs. Wow. So did they have notice? I mean, has Jerry Springer said anything? I kind of feel like this was catching everybody unawares. Now, the staff isn't saying anything. And like I said, they were informed in April a couple months ago about the iffiness of whether or not the show was going to be picked up again. And it was, but not for new episodes. So that means that if you tuned in today, you would be watching the Jerry Springer show, but it would just be a rerun. And naturally so, because it is the summer and most shows go on summer hiatus. But this was shocking because Jerry Springer hasn't really talked about it. And Jerry Springer, like I said, it's been on the air for 27 years and they've made nearly four thousand episodes episodes with such names as i'm sleeping with my brother and pregnant gals in a mime you know <laughs> pregnant gals in a mime true story so i don't know about you but this jerry springer was sort of like the last straw right because we all mm-hmm. started watching i don't know what your traject your personal trajectory your personal journey with jerry springer was but um, I, I wish I had my flashback music, but what I, I remember Jerry Springer before he was full Jerry Springer, yeah. when he actually was trying to do le- like legitimate as many, you know, Maury Povich, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, uh, Jenny Jones, before they all sort of like went over the, uh, Niagara Falls of just absurdity. <laughs> and they moved over the tabloid town. But you make a good point, Bradley. A lot of the talk shows that came to fame in the mid-90s for being outrageous actually started as legitimate, somewhat well, serious even, talk shows. Even Oprah. And Oprah sort of did this like full circle business, although, you know, her initial AM Chicago experience was far more of a like, you know, morning variety show in a way that... um that these other shows weren't, but she did too go through a very um, similar phase where Mm -hmm. she was talking about the most absurd things. So, but Jerry Springer just like went that much further than everybody else. Like all the other shows withered uh, and died as the medium passed on. It sort of was just so shocking that it sort of inherited that. um, What was the guy's name? Remember uh, the really obnoxious guy who used to have like the Klu- the Ku Klux Klan on? Geraldo? No, like he was. Uh, oh, God. oh, I know who you're talking he died. about. But There's I, a wonderful yes. documentary about uh, his. Uh, he was sort of the first shock jock. Well, not shock jock, but um, he was sort of you know the pre Jerry Springer in a way. He got Morton people. Downey. Thank Jr. you, Morton Downey Jr. Um, he was the one that really sort of pioneered this clown show. Yes. But Jerry Springer was able to transcend this medium in yes. a way that others didn't because quite frankly, Jerry Springer was in on the joke and he embraced or at the least joke. Not just transcend the medium, but keep the medium alive. Whereas, right. you know, they had flatlined all over the place and people went on to do their own things. And now Sally Jesse Raphael is just sort of like sitting on Twitter making the occasional funny joke and God I miss her. I wish she would come back. Yeah. But but nobody else was to ever to make it last other than Maury. And Maury you know, he's, he really is the last. And he's become, well, and he has leaned into that parody of himself mm-hmm. with the well, paternity Jerry, tests. I think, did too in yeah. a way, right? Well, think about this. Jerry Springer at the height of his fame in the mid to late 90s. So he had his own film. Remember the movie Ringmaster? He made a feature film 
where he starred as himself as a talk show host. There was a nudity-filled spinoff called Too Hot for TV. And also in 1998, Jerry Springer briefly topped Oprah in the ratings with a daily audience of nearly 10 million viewers. That's how big Jerry Springer was at the height of his fame. Yeah. And and the the sad thing is that was only a, you know, just a glimmer of what was to come. And Jerry Springer from moving from like an hour of television to our daily lives. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Acted out by people <laughs> from all walks of life. Um But it is it's sad because even though I haven't watched Jerry Springer in at least a decade. It was always somewhat comforting to know that the show was still in production, that people were still watching it, and that there was that low-brow guilty pleasure opportunity still on TV. Can I be honest? Yeah. The reason we don't need Jerry Springer anymore goes back to the joke that I just made, or the fun that I just poked, which is that the Jerry Springer show is literally happening happening on your social media feed 24/7 I didn't depending on <laughs> depending I didn't on where you sit in the world there is a Jerry Springer show happening constantly so why would you need somebody to do this when all you have to do is turn on Twitter or turn on Facebook or turn on um you know another social medium I said Facebook um and you're going to be served all sorts of mini Jerry Springer moments, correct? That's true. We don't need Jerry Springer to curate the dumpster fire of life because we can curate <laughs> well, our own. Okay, how about this? How about we do go back in a time machine? Yes. How about we do go back to a simpler era? How I'm ready. We, we do relive those those uh, wonderful weekday afternoons when we sat in our PJs and ate Cheetos and smoked Siggies on the couch uh, while Jenny Jones regaled us with makeovers. Oh, we do geek that to come chic, back? Bradley. Yes. I'm ready. On the occasional stripper show on Donahue. Oh, oh. my life was so complete. All right, oh. so when we come back, uh, if it wasn't Jerry Springer, what was your favorite vintage daytime talk show? We're going to relive a little bit of history, have you join the conversation when we come back. If you want to give us a call and join the conversation now at 651-641-1071, we're talking... Vintage daytime talk shows on the Colleen and Bradley Show right here on My Talk 1071.